Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Welcome to The Sale Ring. Seems like we just did one of these. Oh, we did just do one of these. <laughs> well, we're going to do another one. Okay. So we got uh, we got our good friend Ian Goodyear yeah. in the studio with us. Ian, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And we appreciate you coming in and joining us the uh, this afternoon. We've got what I would find is kind of an interesting topic. Uh, Ian has made a life career change uh, for him and his family moving out of a profession that he was in for a number of years into real estate. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, uh, the business or the industry he was in, uh, the industry that he's migrated over to. And he is an avid hunter, an avid outdoorsman. He has invited me a couple of times to come shoot uh, uh, ducks and geese. Uh, I know he likes the, uh, the winged foul hunting out there and i have yet to go hunting with them however i have seen the photos the other day that last trip was tremendous yeah we we had a blast 54 it seems 54? like you yeah wow yeah 54 in one day they had what's, a lot of blast average what's an average duck <laughs> four four no, i don't, I don't like, know well these were snow geese so it's a little uh, bit more of a oh, liberal wow, limits yeah. um run them in the spring on their reverse migration so through most of the country there is no limit yeah on them they're just so plentiful and they're destroying their own habitat damn, damn geese i'm telling you have you ever just found a goose in the middle of the road and just sits there forever you can't get it out of your way and if you try to get it, get it out of your way it's going to chase your butt across the road and it's not fun geese can be aggressive yeah oh bit. yeah yeah i think it let's see do they have eggs under them right now i've noticed a lot of geese that are setting close to retention ponds, roads, stuff, and they don't really want to get up. It's almost like they're setting on a nest. Are they nesting right now? I'm not sure, but I think the Can Canadas are probably getting ready to nest or if they're not already nesting because I've noticed the same thing where yeah. they already kind of picked a spot and just laying down. I mean, generally, if you get within, you know, four or five feet, six feet of them, they'll go ahead and stand up and get ready to walk. And just this morning, I met a couple of guys over at uh, Liberty at a restaurant, and right outside of the restaurant, there's a goose sitting there, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm walking back to my truck, and I got within at least two or three feet of it, and that goose never moved. It just turned its head and kind of looked at me, but she was staying right there like she's sitting on a nest. Yeah, so that's good. That'd be my guess is she's already nested. It was funny. I didn't even realize she was there. I, I looked down. There's a goose right beside me, and I was like, thank you for not biting me in the back yeah, of the leg. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Usually they chase you around. Like, get, yeah. That's happened before. It's happened many times before with me, too. Yeah, you get those geese at the park, and they uh -huh. can get pretty. Yep, or on the trail. That's where I, I find them a lot. Is a, there's a little trail I like to bike along, along a river, and they just sit all over that dang trail. But they will chase you on your bike <laughs> down the trail. It's great. My brother Shane and I grew up with. Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, uh, we grew this. up with a guy named Max Horn, <laughs> and his dad Pete Horn had geese and had some ducks, and they were in town. But it was it was a farm in town, and this goose would would bite you once mm. in a while. It would come up and just right on the back of the leg, you know. And they'll pinch pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
Max that goose Betty one day and he turned around and he clocked that thing right in the head. <laughs> he turned he just, around and punched it. He did punch Poor it right goose. in the side of the head, knocked it out. This uh, goose yeah. just went down for the count, never even flopped around. It just laid down. Well, at first we thought he killed that thing. Yeah, poor uh, thing. But he just knocked it out. This goose eventually kind of started picking its head up, you know, and kind of shaking its head. Then it got up and staggered around, finally just walked off. But he knocked it goofy. His dad saw that. Uh, that was not a pleasant experience for Max that day. That well, was, did the goose ever try to bite him again is the real question. I'm sure it did. Okay. Yeah. Well, he didn't learn a lesson then. He probably got clocked more than once. Yeah, he probably <laughs> gave it short-term memory loss. Yes. And it's like, I'm going to bite you. I forgot I bit you. Yeah. So it's your own fault. Oh, Ian, uh, we've had a chance to work together a little bit. And um, when, uh, you know, we, we asked you to come in because we wanted to talk uh, I think this will be a great podcast show for people that have either entered the real estate or the auction industry mm-hmm. that they've gotten their license and they're unsure about, um, you know, I, I think you're a guy that's doing very well. You're working hard. You've already had some sales right out of the gate. You're pulling a few levers out there and kind of following a regimented program and it seems to be paying off for you. So I was hoping we could share that some of the strategies that you're using to find listings, to work with buyers, um, you know, follow-up mailings, you know, we'll, we'll get into the details of it. And just kind of share out there and give people a little bit of hope if they've gotten into the real estate industry that it's, you know, it will work for you. It's just, it's tough sledding right now. Yeah, absolutely it is. You know, the industry's not delivering listings out there left and right like the average consumer would, um anticipate expect oh if you're in real estate you must be making a lot of money right now well i'm making pretty good money if i can find a listing but listings are hard to come by absolutely there i've had one so far um i was lucky pulled one out of my sphere of influence Mm -hmm. right out of the gate but even you just look at the current market and the entire inventory is low yeah so let's talk about that Let's let's just dive in right now and and talk about that listing. Mm-hmm. You um, <clears throat> and actually before we do that, let's talk about the industry you come out of because we're going to be backwards if we don't. Let's just go ahead and address. Uh, you were in law enforcement. You were a, a police officer, law enforcement officer for uh, I don't know how many years. Eight years. So for eight years, you did that professionally. Um, how did that industry? kind of treat you or how, how was it for, for you? And, and why did you choose that career path uh, initially? It chose, tr- excuse me, treat me very well. You know, I've looked back with great memories on the time I got to spend in law enforcement. It's obviously, if you pay attention to the news, it's a very changing career. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's not what it was even eight years ago when I got into it. It's definitely changed, but I look back on my time in it you know, very fondly. I enjoyed it. The reason I chose it, you know, it was one of those things that just kind of felt like I was called into it at the time. And so I spent eight years doing it. And for the most part, you know, like any job, there's days I wondered, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Then there was days that I couldn't imagine doing anything else. But then it kind of got to a point where I was ready for something else. Yeah. Too many of the first kind of days, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and you chose to come and work alongside Sean as a result of that. Smart. You might end up back in law enforcement soon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sean. 
what in the world is going on hey. in chair number two over there today? <laughs> it's, it's raining. I have to, <laughs> you're looking out. I have to stay it's, awake somehow. <laughs> she's staring out the window. It's raining right now, and, and she's got like this black cloud over her. She's mm-hmm. doom and gloom in here. I am, uh, I'm a very happy person. To, to work around and mm. um, I find myself a true blessing for most people <laughs> sure that know me do. I think it's we uh, all find you some kind of blessing it yes. is the gift that keeps on giving that's for sure <laughs> you know what you said resonates so I had a, a brief stint with law enforcement as um, as a deputy on the sheriff's department back home in Oklahoma uh, 10 years with the Department of Corrections and not necessarily dealing as much with the public, but uh, you're dealing with, um, you know, convicted felons. I mean, with, with convicts. So that's a different clientele. They, yes. They've already been um, tried and, and judged and sentenced by the time that we got them. And, and then you manage them, you know. But mm-hmm. they're even back in, in Alfalfa County, Oklahoma, if you can believe <laughs> it, that is the county I'm from, it, it was pretty peaceful back and people had respect for law enforcement officers they appreciated when you showed up now obviously if they're doing something wrong they didn't appreciate when you showed up they would just assume you did not show up but the 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 majority of the consumers of the population out there would look forward to having that that support uh, that service uh, the security that they had with with law enforcement being around Something's happened in the last couple of years, and it's just, it's to me, it's horrible, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to see the changes. Um, you know, kind of the reason that I really chose to get out was I saw there started to be a pattern of we're going to kind of just go to a universal way of dealing with everything. You show up, you have your flow chart of how this call's going to go, and it's kind of taken a lot of the discretion was. We all know every situation is not the same. That's right. And that was kind of one of the things I enjoyed is having that discretion to decide, well, what is the right thing to do in this situation? Yeah, yeah play it by ear a little As, bit. You know, yeah. and I kind of saw that going away, and it just seemed to me like, you know, one thing I said in my exit interview is I feel like some of these calls I'm going on, I'm not serving anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing the right thing. So for me, that was kind of the game changer of, you know, if I can't do what I felt was the right thing, then it was just time to move on. Yeah, that's sad. You you mentioned that you know often uh, situations are different. I'm, you know, I I would I would even argue that every situation yeah. is unique and different. Even yeah, if no. it's stopping somebody for speeding, every if you stop five people, every one of those encounters with that person in the car is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they all have even a different if it, reason. Even if it comes down to just one word in the sentence, it's going to be a different experience. And when they start making you read off of the cue card just to cover your butt uh, and you have no discretion, as you mentioned before, that's that's ridiculous. Yep. So that was kind of, I saw the writing on the wall that trending that way, especially where I was at at the time. And so that was kind of the main factor for me. You know, I've great respect for the people I worked with. And even today, you know, my former chief was, I mean, I have nothing but good things to say about him, mm-hmm. but I think it's just the way the society's going is it's such a, you know, with it's a CYA world. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reason it's going to that is, you know, city wants to keep lawsuits off their backs. Yeah. yeah. So that's the easiest way to do it is just keep things in this scope and we don't have anything to worry about. 
Yeah. Well, it's sad. Uh, it's sad to say the least. It's just, it's unfortunate. But um, good for you. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of glad that you elected to, to make that decision because, um, as Trina mentioned earlier, it's um, we've had a chance to work together in a brokerage office as as a realtor and an auctioneer, and I value the opportunity to get to know you and and your family. Um, you're great people. Um, I'm I'm glad you've chosen a career path that we can work together in. Um, I think a lot of people have done that. Now, the one thing that um, you've done is you're not moonlighting in that career. You said, oh, by the way, I've given notice at my job. I am entering the real estate profession full time. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> I kind of sprung that one on you, didn't I? Yeah, you, you did. And, you know, for a broker, for a person that takes in licensees and, and tries to help them grow their personal business and, and to grow uh, and, and prosper from their efforts, that probably made me as nervous as it did you. Um, most people, you know, usually start getting a bank, a, a book of business kind of banked up. And, and um, you're very committed to this. The one thing that I'm, I'm kind of proud of you about is that you're regimented in your approach. You're getting, you know, every day when I ask you, I said, what are you doing today? What are you doing this week? You have an answer for that. And you'd be surprised the amount of people that have a blank look on their face. Well, uh, what do you think I ought to be doing? Uh, what I told you to do, yeah. you know, a month ago or two months ago is there's a process and it's, and it's repetitive. You do it over and over. You do it every day. I had a mentor when I got in this business and, and a guy that took me under his wing and, and he helped me get up the ladder. And he would call me early in the morning. First time he ever called me, I was still in bed. He called and he said, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm, I'm in bed. And he said, you need to get out of there. He said, people die on those things. <laughs> and uh, and he's a class gentleman, first class. But he said, what are you going to do today? And I said, well, what should I do? And he goes, glad you asked. He said, go to this bank, talk to a guy in there, and tell him you're working with our company. And he said, I want you to you need to make X amount of phone calls. You need to mail out these letters. But he said, start doing that today. He said, and what you're doing is you're sowing seeds you won't harvest them today. You may, if you get lucky, crop shoots out of the ground today. That's wonderful. But you're planting seeds for the future. You're, you're building your, your farm and your crop for the future out there. So I just stayed true to that. That's the same thing that we want to do for guys like you and, and, and women like you that are coming into our company. <laughs> Men and women, women like, like yourself you. <laughs> that are coming into the business. You know, we want to make sure that we're providing um, at least the, the seeds, you know, and, and the ability to go out and to, uh, to prosper from that. So I'll tell you what, this is going to be fun. Yeah, we're, we're about the 15-minute mark. I think what we'll do is we will uh, slip away here, and we'll hear from uh, hear from our sponsors. Sponsors, mm -hmm. yeah. and then we'll come back in just a few minutes with more with Ian Goodyear. a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? 
unitedcountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. All right, and we're back in the studio with uh, Ian Goodyear. We were talking while the commercials were going on. We were talking about specifics, and and let's dive into uh, the listing. So you just started. You left law enforcement. You've got your real estate license. You're with a brokerage, and and you're cranking it now. And boom, you get a a land listing. How did you find that land listing? So when I first started, I put together my sphere of influence like you guys had taught me, and I just sent a mailer to them kind of announcing, hey, I— I'm in real estate now, Mm -hmm. trying to specialize in land specifically. And a guy I used to work with when I worked in uh, Bartlesville, Oklahoma, on the police department there, he called me and said, hey, I just got a new job and I have to move kind of further from where my land is. He had some land just across the Kansas border. It was 80 acres. And so that's kind of produced the first listing of just sending that mail out, announcing what I'm up to now and it was just like so many things in life, just good timing. So let's talk about the sphere of influence just a little bit. What uh, Explain to me what that is. Like how, how many names, like what you started out with, what the base is, are you adding to that? But tell, talk us through that just a little bit. So how I would define a sphere of influence is just people I know, you know, and the goal was come up with 100 names which is actually pretty easy to do when you start thinking about it. And one trick that I was able to do was I basically just copied my wife's Christmas card list. And that's, <laughs> good, that's not a strategy. bad idea. Yeah. That was the base. And yeah. that produced probably oh, 75% of So it's like your friends and family you're starting off with. Okay. Yep. And just, you know, maybe it was people I went to church with as a kid, mm-hmm. um, you know, former teachers, people that I had some form of a relationship with. I'm not sure my former teachers would make my list. No, they're not on your Christmas card they're list. They're not on my They don't want to hear from me, and it's probably a good thing that that's, I would not approach them to sell something. <laughs> that's hilarious. Maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> so is it fair to say your wife's Christmas card list, are they more partial to her than you? 
I think most people are more partial to her than me. <laughs> That's the, the the police officer yeah, coming out yeah. in you right now. You got that serious five thousand yard stare and his um, <laughs> sphere of influence, and then you're contacting them. How are you working that? And you said that the target was a hundred names on a list. I assume that's a database. It's a contact list, mailing address, phone numbers, things like that. How are you contacting them? How do you reach out to them? So mainly just through mailing list is how I chose to go through that. You know, if there's some people that my dad maybe have given them some extra business cards that we knew are kind of more in the land game. Yeah. Um, kind of give them a little extra push, but it was mainly... I stuck with that mailing list more than anything. Doing direct mail yep. campaigns. Yep. A lot of postcards are using letters, folded letters and envelopes, a combination of both or folded letters. Yeah. That's my main my main tool. Okay. So and it takes some time once you start adding up a bunch of people to fold a bunch of letters. Yeah. It does. And are you putting labels on the on the envelopes? Are you hand addressing those? And the reason that I'm asking that question is it's philosophical with a lot of people. There are marketers yeah. out here that say, I hate labels. I like to hand address everyone. Well, who doesn't like to hand address everyone? Unless you're mailing 3,000 uh, yeah. of them out, yeah. that's a lot of hand addressing. It's a lot of writer's cramp there. Yeah. And so that's, I chose to go with uh, labels. Okay. Is what I go with. Okay. Did so. you use a fancy like handwriting font? I get a lot of mail from a realtor that my husband went to school with. And we're, I'm, I'm sure it's just the same thing. Like we just happen to be in her sphere of influence but she uses like a handwritten it looks like handwriting but it's just a font and it's obvious because everything on her stuff is the same font and the same color and everything else but what is that called when you write script is it script? yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's a there's a fancy word for like the art of doing that and calligraphy I can't, that's it yeah see i'm telling you Sean. she is yesterday so we recorded a show <laughs> yesterday and out of left field she pulls out uh the fibonacci sequence <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she starts pulling out signs. There, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was uh, that was a crazy day. You got to listen to the podcast episode to mm-hmm. get that answer. Yep. I'm so gonna go back and listen to that. We're one. not, uh, folks. If you're listening to this one, that means you skipped one. If you don't know what it is, <laughs> what is it again? The Fibonacci sequence. The Fibonacci sequence. You Look heard it, it here on the sale ring, or. In the 1600s or wherever or, that well, guy was Or from. you've been in elementary school science class at some point in time. That's or where that. you learn it. <laughs> or that. Whatever. That's not in, that day. That's yeah. not in Enid, Oklahoma. Apparently. <laughs> or, or apparently Fort Scott. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't get into that. We didn't talk about Fort Scott, did we? Yeah. No. All right. We kind of jumped into the, the meat of the, the podcast. It's like, all right, well, here's the learning objective. You know, who cares about where you're from? Well, I do. I'm a caring individual. <laughs> Fort Scott, Kansas. So we're, we're talking right now with Ian Goodyear, uh, realtor, agent with Heritage Brokers and Auctioneers. And uh, he came up from Fort Scott. You were telling us a story about a baseball player that's done very well that is from Fort Scott or around that area. Yeah, Adam LaRoche. He lives just north of Fort Scott. And, you know, a lot of people are going to probably associate Adam LaRoche with either being a first baseman in the MLB he had a pretty good career, mm-hmm. but he also owns part owner of Buck Commander, and oh, yeah. he has the E3 Ranch. The guys with the beards. The, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the D- Buck Commander and Duck Commander, they're kind of intertwined. So I, is, that, uh, is that the same company? Is it the same group of, of 
people more or less. That, yeah. Okay. More or less. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was, oh, I can't even remember, but probably 10, 11 years ago, there was back-to-back years where Adam LaRoche brought in one year, Luke Bryan, to have a concert that was beneficial for the town. Yeah. And then the next year, it was Jason Aldean. Oh, oh nice. wow. Yeah. And Those guys are big time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they hunt with him, and Willie Robertson, uh, I'll never forget this, Willie Robertson dressed up in disguise as Zach Brown <laughs> and got up on the stage, and everybody thought it was Zach Brown until he started singing. And the jig was up at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. So, uh, Fort Scott, Kansas, you are an avid outdoorsman. We started talking about the sphere of influence. I don't want to drift too far away from that because I think there's a learning objective for people listening to this podcast. If you have a hundred names on that list, where do you go from that point? You keep adding to it. Yeah, you know if there is. <clears throat> I kind of compiled a list, you know, I use that Christmas card list mm-hmm. and then maybe two weeks down the road, I think I forgot this person, you know, and think or you meet somebody. Yeah. Or yeah. you meet you new meet people someone new or you know, someone gets married and you met their in-laws or something like that. Yeah. 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 And you know, you're always meeting people mm-hmm. and learn new people. And so it's always good to, you know, what do you do? Well, in real estate. So that's always a good so, that, so that's one of the things that we talked to you about when you were first joining us. And we were talking about how to leverage, you know, how, how to farm, how to go out and prospect and, and, uh, and farm for listings. Mm-hmm. One of the strategies when you're starting on your sphere of influence, because if you point, you know, if you put people on the spot and you say, write down 100 people you know. Well, the first thing is you get this, this blank stare. Yeah, you get like, this blank uh, stare. I can't even and, remember and my like, wife's name um, right now. <laughs> well, I know my uncle, my brother-in-law. You know? <laughs> All right, well, that's, that's two, you know, 98 more. What you can do is go to your phone and in the contacts of your phone, and I'm doing it right now. Um, I don't know if, if um, I'm, on, I'm on AT&T and on an Apple, um, mm-hmm. this I, or excuse me, an iPhone. If you go to the right side, there's the alphabet, you know, you can search. And at the bottom is a number sign. Just go to the bottom of your contacts. I have got um, 1,200 contacts in my phone. I've got 252. So 252 for Trina. 271. 271 and 1,200. So I've been uh, just sitting here just basically putting people's contact info in my phone. Yeah. May or may not know. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Um, There's your, you have, both of you have over 250 people Mm -hmm. in your phone right there. That's easy to get a hundred out of that. A hundred people to start Mm -hmm. that sphere of influence. Yep. Another thing I did was use my social media as I went through my Facebook friends friends list. Perfect. The second thing to do is that once you get a hundred and you go out and and you work in the community finding or, or meeting uh, banks, meeting investors, meeting landowners or something. You get cards. You, you write down somebody's name. Your sphere of influence sphere of influence should be changing uh, by, by 10 people, you know, every day or every week. You should just be adding to it. And in a couple of weeks, you're at 150 or at 200. So you just keep growing that list organically where you can have new acquaintances and new friends and you start marketing to them. So yeah, it's important. Uh, I think you're definitely doing it the right way as you started with that nucleus, with that base, and now you're you're expounding on that. Yep. Yeah. 
What else? What's another strategy? So besides that listing that you took, you're also working with how many buyers reps right now? Buyers. So what that is, is it's somebody that wants to buy a property and they've asked Ian Goodyear to represent them as a buyer's agent. Uh, that pays very well also if it's done uh, properly. Yeah. yeah. So I closed on a property yesterday with a lady who I was actually referred to by another agent in our office, Derek Foland. And Derek works with her and he, Derek's licensed in Missouri, but not in Kansas. And she was looking for Kansas property. So Derek referred her to me. Um, we were able to find her 48, 40 acres in Franklin County, Kansas, just outside of Williamsburg and closed on it yesterday. Outstanding. Yeah, nice job. Yeah. That's a win for Derek. It's a win for you. And most of all, it's a win for that client. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She got a great place and she's happy with it. So that's the most important thing. Does she go in your sphere of influence now? Absolutely. Yeah, and a contact list. What else can you do out of that transaction? So that one in particular, another agent that is in your brokerage, in your agency, sent that to you. They're not licensed in Kansas. You're licensed in Kansas, so you took that lead. What can you do with that now that you've sold that property to go out and farm for more prospects in that area? You do a just sold postcard and using that property that was just sold, saying, you know, I was privileged to represent the buyer in this transaction. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in buying or selling, feel free to call me. And who do you send that to? Just Just surrounding landowners. Okay. You can, you know, it's easy to pull the 50 closest landowners. And I think we were talking the cost earlier is 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's cheap marketing. Yeah, the company here at uh, at United Country, the brokerage that you're with, they have a relationship with a printing and a mail distribution company. Uh, there's templates. They can Ian can easily go into the behind-the-scenes program, the administrative program, select a card that he wants, put in, this is the radius. I want the closest 50 box holders, 100 box holders. And for 50 box holders to mail, that's like $40. Yeah. yeah, to mail that postcard. I'm, how could somebody not do that? Yeah. yeah. The other thing that's happened is the uh, the company, United Country is um, one of our major sponsors of this podcast show. They've been interviewing their top agents, the top listing offices mm-hmm. in the country. And this is not just in Missouri and Kansas. Uh, one of, you know, they're from Wisconsin and California and Virginia and Texas. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place. Consistently. They're saying just listed, just sold postcards are one of the most expedient and inexpensive ways that they can do outbound marketing and get a return on it. Shows you're active. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You just show everybody in the area, hey, I just represented her and found her a property. I I have more buyers looking. See, and I get those postcards from that friend of ours in the mail all the time. And I show it to my husband like, see, let's go. Something you don't know about me. I've been trying to move for like five years. My husband's not on board with this whole plan, but I'm still looking. So every time she sends one, I'm like, this is your friend selling all this stuff. Like she's selling stuff in the neighborhood. Let's go. Let's go right now. It's selling quick. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll slip away. We'll hear from our sponsors real quick. And we'll be back in just a few more minutes uh, with Ian Goodyear. And if everybody behaves, we'll play a little trivia game out here and see if we can't uh, pick a winner between Trina and Ian. We'll be back in just a few.
Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? UnitedCountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to UnitedCountry.com and find your freedom. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. And we're back in the studio with Ian Goodyear. We're talking about... Uh, being a new agent, being a new real estate agent, and uh, a land consultant. Mm -hmm. Ian is a land agent. You're an avid outdoorsman. Yep. Like to hunt, like to recreate. Um, deer hunt? Yes. Turkey? When I can. How about ducks and geese? I already know the answer like, yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah. We already talked about geese. I know. Okay. <laughs> goose bite. Yes. <laughs> I had goosebumps while he was geese. talking about oh. that. But I'm pumped. Mm -hmm. There's actually, we actually have some for that here. Oh, I, do you have sound effects now? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm oh, sorry. That was kind of cheesy. Yeah, right that there. was pretty bad. Sean Terrell, ladies and gentlemen. That's. Thank you. We got a laugh sorry. track now. Yeah, we do. <laughs> That's great. Actually, it came embedded in the, uh, in this <laughs> in thing that we're using. It's in That's the software awesome. package. Um. Hunting season right now. So turkey hunting is uh, is is season turkey season on in Kansas. Starts next month. So okay. I think April fifteenth, somewhere in that general area is when turkey season's going to open. Yeah, wonder why we're. I was trying to switch screens. Here. There we go. Oh, yeah, there okay. it is. Spring turkey twenty twenty one. April first, the youth season starts. Huh. All right. Well, that should. Uh, that should get everybody kind of excited. I know, obviously, whitetail hunting, for some reason, deer hunting in this country has gotten um, just ridiculously overexposed yeah. and over. Uh, it's become very popular. It's mm -hmm. become uh, a business. Oh yeah. Other than just a recreational or or a passion, and uh, you know, when I was a kid growing up, it was not uncommon at all where you'd 
go out at night, if you just shine your pickup lights or spotlight like out in the oh, hay yeah. field or something, there'd be All 150 yes. deer just uh-huh. looking at you. And the farmers would say, Leah, if you want to hunt that place, go right ahead, yeah. you know, <laughs> as many as you want. Because they were just, they were frustrated. I mean, we had um, an abundance. And today, that's, they about everybody I know in that part of the country um, back home monetizes that opportunity. Oh, yeah. If you want to hunt out here, you got to pay for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Times they are a changing. Why yeah. wouldn't you though? I mean, if the, if there's a market for it, you you can make money off somebody coming on your property and hunting. Why not? That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Everybody wants to make a dollar. You guys want to play a game? Yeah, sure. All right. I want to win a game. Well, I'm going to disconnect from the monitor. We got a big TV, a big 55 inch TV it does up here say on the wall. On that monitor, right this moment, it says something about fur bearer season coming up in September. And yes. the very first animal on that was opossums. I'm like, people actually hunt possums? That's crazy. Yep. There's some people say that without the O. Uh, yeah, they I just know. say possum. I said possum the second time. Okay. Oh, okay. I was reading it the first time. <laughs> It All does right. say it does say opossum. It does say opossum. Yeah, Thank and you. bobcat, raccoon, red fox, yeah. gray fox. It's funny, squirrel's not on there. Squirrel. <laughs> oh man! All right. Here's the here's the, the game. game. Here, here's what I thought we'd do is, um, Ian. How good are you at statistical data? <laughs> not very. Well, that's good. You don't stand a chance, anyways. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just the joking. Champion. That's why I'm she, the queen of randomness over here trainer will somehow she has the unique ability to be as far away from the answer as you can possibly get and still win the mm-hmm. contest yeah. i'm great i'm great at this it's i feel yeah. like this is going to be ku and usc from last yeah. night yep mm-hmm. and i'm ku unfortunately <laughs> too bad it's not ku and ufc yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh here we go I'm going through here, and I'm finding. So what this is is uh, off the Best Life website. This is weird, wild, wacky stuff. No, that's an old Johnny Carson deal. This is <laughs> weird statistical data, mm-hmm. okay, that's been presented on their website. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read to you, but I'm not going to give you the percentage. You have to guess the percentage. Fill in the blank. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a few of these, and whoever gets the closest to the percentage Gets the point. Gets the point. I like it. Trina and Ian, here we go. First question. Farmers and ranchers make up uh, blank percent of America's population. Farmers and ranchers make up blank percent of America's population. Nine. Trina says nine. Ian? Seven. Oh. Ian wins the first round. It's 2%. It's 2%. So he comes right out of the gate to swing it. Look, see, I got tallies going here. All right. Uh, Double checker work over there. I'm I'm not saying. for Ian. That's a one tally. Listen, I'm not saying that she'll cheat. I'm just saying that That she'll she'll have memory lapse. (laughs) That happens too. All right. Nearly what percent? of Americans will experience a mental illness during their lifetime. What percent of Americans will experience a mental illness of some sort during their lifetime? 62. 62%, Trina Mm -hmm. says. 35. 35%, Ian says. Mm -hmm. And the correct answer is 46%. So who's closer? Ian. Ian. Dang. Ian has done it again. Two for two. Look at you go. 
I should have known that one from being a cop. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, from having mental illness, I was going to say, but whatever. <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nearly, uh, uh, this one's interesting. High-speed internet's what we're going to be talking about. Nearly, or what, not nearly, but what percent of rural, keep that in mind, rural, rural, are you Rural, yes. Rural. <laughs> <laughs> what percent of rural Americans say access to high-speed internet is a major problem in their community? I would say like 100% of those people. Well, you would be inaccurate may, I know, if you did. No, it's not. It's probably more like 80, 80%, 80, 81. She says 81%. This is a 2018 stat. What percent of rural Americans? So they view even have like access to high speed internet towers as, up and all of that in 2018. What percent of Americans uh, view high speed access to high speed internet as a major problem in their community? I'd say 80. You're oh 80 percent, and, and you said how many? 81. I'm one up. It's 58 percent. I figure to be higher. I live in rural America, and it's a problem. It's a problem where you're at, right? How about that, Ian Goodyear's three for three? I got nothing on the board. I'll tell you what, we'll do this. Curse just a little bit that we have to go back. (laughs) Unfortunately, we don't have the bleep button on here. Sorry, sorry, folks. Mouth of the South. Any children listening right now? I said a bad word. I'm sorry. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, We're three up. We're gonna do three more. You've got to win the next three. If you miss one. Ian is victorious. Okay. On an average day, only blank percent of American men do housework as compared <laughs> as compared to 49% of American women do housework. But, but those two but those two don't coincide, so there's something layered in between. So, it says as compared to 49% of American women doing the housework, so but there's a gap. So, half women do housework. How many men do housework? That's right. So, okay. in this, and, and maybe they hire it out. Maybe they have a service that does it or whatever. On an average day, what percent of American men do the housework? Say 33. Mm-hmm. 33% Ian Goodyear. I'm going to go higher. We'll say 30, no, 41. 41% the actual answer. Is nineteen percent? I just lost. Ian Goodyear. Ian Goodyear is taking home the trophy. Yeah, Um, that we don't own yet. (laughs) We don't. Well, we'll mail it to you. Yeah, that's what. Yes. Oh, that's uh, that's good stuff. That was a blazing loss there. That was that was big time. We've never seen that happen before, ladies and gentlemen. Ian Goodyear. Yeah, my claim to fame. I come up with weird words like calligraphy and. Fibonacci instead nowadays. You do, you do that. That is correct. <laughs> I lost the stats game to the well, word game. I'll tell you what we've enjoyed. Uh, we've enjoyed having you on yes, uh, yeah. on the show, Ian. And uh, well, that music means we're getting ready to end. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, me. thanks for listening to this episode of the Sail Ring, and we'll see you next time in the podcast show. If you want to get a hold of Ian, how do we get a hold of you, Ian, before we head out? Oh, you know what? I can stop it. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Okay. Tell us how to get a hold of you, Ian. <laughs> so my direct line, my cell phone is 918-766-1133. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can reach me by email at ian at com. 
That's B-U-Y-H-E-R-I-T-A-G-E, buyheritage.com. Or you can find me on the buyheritage.com website. Nice. Very good. Very good. Well, this is exciting. Now, we're going to kick it off again here. We'll have a little outro. <laughs> One and more time. We, uh, we appreciate you being in the studio with us, Ian. This is a great show, yes. great content. Kudos to what you're doing in real estate, and we look forward to visiting with you in the future. Thank you. for today's show. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesalering.com now. We appreciate your feedback and encourage you to share the show with other industry pros like yourself. Join us next time as we meet you inside The Sale Ring.